Good evening, everyone. It is talk time with Elga on Monday night, 7 o'clock, and we have some hot topics for you. Obviously, everyone has been seeing what's going on in the news. So today, I wanted to have a very special guest. Um, his name is Mike. He is a law enforcement officer. I wanted to get his perspective on what was going on um, in his world and kind of a different point of view for all of our listeners out there. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for, you know, putting it out there. I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it, uh, especially not law enforcement. So I really appreciate that. So, I mean, first off, um, there's a lot of things in the media that are put out there. There's a lot of looting. There's a lot going on. I first, I guess, want to ask, um, you don't have to say the town that you're in, but in the place that you're at, are you seeing a lot of looting? Are you seeing a lot of people that are angry? Um, <clears throat> as far as to the extreme, um, and, and by the way, I'm a law enforcement officer uh, in Florida. Um, I understand that there are parts of Florida that are probably worse than others but in my particular area um there is there has been some looting there has been uh protesting um <clears throat> in comparison to what's going on uh in the northern uh part of the country i would say it's probably a lot less here uh so far um but <clears throat> but we have had our, our share of issues uh, in the area that I'm in, yes. So what, what is the, one of the biggest issues that you're dealing with right now? This well, is a law right enforcement officer, not any particular issue, but just as a law enforcement officer. Well, the, issue, the issues that we're dealing with uh, as a law, well, the issues that, that we deal with in this type of situation as a law enforcement officer is, is that Unfortunately, um, when it comes down to situations like this and, you know, nobody, let me just say this first. Um, I'm an instructor for our defensive tactics uh, in my agency that which I'm certified by the state, which makes me a use of force expert. Um, and in saying that, uh, I do a lot of training. Uh, I train our deputies in use of force and also defensive tactics, uh, different ways on how to deal with things in hand-to-hand uh, -hand situations. Um, so in a situation like this with what recently happened uh, with Mr. Floyd, um, it's nobody dislikes the situation more than cops, than good cops, okay? Cops that do the right thing, that go in and they do their job and they do it the right way, you know, people think that because they don't see us, you know, protesting and they don't see us on social media or on the regular media um, voicing more of our opinions that we are just going to be for each other no matter what. And 
that's not the case. In this situation, uh, you know, this was something that was very bad. These tactics that were used after the arrest was made, um, which I saw the video, I saw the entire video, I saw several other videos from different perspectives. Um, it just was bad tactics all around. It was things that didn't need to happen. So what ends up happening is, is in a situation like this, um, to answer your question, uh, as a law enforcement, from a law enforcement standpoint, as a law enforcement officer, is that we have to deal with now the repercussions of what one officer does. Okay, so as you've probably heard in the media, there's been cops that have been hurt. There um, is already a report of an office, two officers that were shot. One officer died. Uh, the other one is recovering. Uh, there's been officers that have been that have been uh, seriously wounded by rocks and knives. Um, so now, that's one of the things among a lot of a lot of things that we're dealing with now as as a law enforcement officer is we're dealing with the repercussions now of what one officer does. What would you say to the people out there who, and I don't agree by any means, I believe that, you know, we have to learn how to be more united and figure this out in a, in a safer way. But what would you tell those people out there who uh, are angry and upset about continuous stories like this that are happening? Like it's not just one law, it's not, you know, one time or one police officer, or this is, has been multiple times, what would you say to those people? Well, I would say the first thing is, is they have to be very careful with how many times they think this actually does happen. Um, it shouldn't happen at all. But this was not, in my opinion, this was not a racial driven um, accident, okay? This was something that the officer was practicing bad tactics and he was also, you know, exhibiting bad training because it's not just on the officer, it's on the agency. And I deal with this all the time, like I said, you know, well, I, mean, I, I train- I understand. I don't want to interrupt you, but this is so good. Like, I, I understand as far as the perspective of police and tactics and all that. But, you know, for people who are do not understand the lingo of law enforcement and all of that, and a person died and people witnessed it and people were yelling, I mean, they're not really caring about listening about tactics. Well, the thing is, is that like I was like I started to say. The issue is, is that people have to be careful. They can't listen to the media, number one. Um, earlier today, uh, I saw a, uh, a social media posting from, from uh, a news outlet. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was MSNBC. And they posted a video of a curfew. And the, they used this scenery 
of this city that there was a fire going on in the right hand corner of the picture and there was some smoke rising and everything like that. Um, and that is actually a scene from a movie that they used in that social media posting that MSNBC used in that posting. So in saying that, don't listen to the media because that's all you see. So of course people are gonna think that this happens very often, but it really doesn't. This is a very small percentage of things, very small percentage of cops that this, this type of situation happens. Um, 98 to 99% of the police officers or law enforcement officers that are out there are out there to help pe keep people safe. And that's just the bottom line. My heart goes out to all law, law enforcement and everyone out there on, on both sides, but we need to find a way to come united. I know for sure um, that there are good cops like you out there that are trying to keep people safe. And I can hear it in your voice, um, you know, how passionate you are about this topic. So that's, again, that's why I'm so happy that you're on. Um, when you first, when you first thought about um, the looting and all of that stuff, I mean, what was the first thing that came to your mind? I mean, the looting specifically, the first thing that comes to my mind is that if it were me, I don't understand that part of it. And it's my belief that a lot of people, a lot of people, whether they're black, white, Spanish, you know, Hispanic, uh, uh, you know, from, from the Middle East, from Asia, of all races and all religions, I think there's a majority of the population of this country that looks at that and doesn't understand the connection. Right. So what I think to myself is, is, well, if it were me and I was trying to get a point across, how would I do this? Looting and destroying businesses that you frequent and, and regardless of whether you frequent them or not, even if you went to an area that you've never visited before and you started looting and setting things on fire and, and, you know, setting cop cars on fire and everything like that. In my opinion, that really one thing has nothing to do with the other. Um, I don't feel like that is the way to get the point across to get your, your message across because now what happens is, is the minute that you sit here and you start committing crimes and you start setting things on fire, that's what it becomes about. It no longer becomes, it shifts the vision. You see what I'm saying? Oh, if I'm out there and I'm, and I'm protesting something and I'm, and I'm getting my voice out there and I have 45 people with me or a thousand people with me and we're all chanting the same thing. We all have the same message, you know, that can get through, you know, but people seem to think that violence gets a point across and it doesn't because now once that violence starts and that aggression starts, that message is now lost. And you see it in the media all the time. The only thing that they cover is the violence. You don't hear, you don't really see them. Oh, well, yeah, they're chanting something, but we don't really know. But, oh, oh, look, they're throwing fireworks and they're throwing gas bombs and they're, they're look, they're, they're throwing back water bottles. And that's what they're really focusing on. I get it. So now where is your message? So 
If you were in their predicament, and I mean there, I'm talking about the people that are looting, if you were in their position and you're trying to get a message across, what would you say, what message would you think that would actually come across that would do something about this and stop it? Even if it was, even if it's only two times, it's still too many times. It should be no times. So how do we, get the message across and it's for all races whether you're white black hispanic whatever it doesn't really matter nobody should be treated that way even by law enforcement so how moving forward what kind of message positive message could we give that somebody will actually do something about it you know that's that's a that's a slippery slope to be very honest with you um you know a lot of times, and, I, and trust me, I understand. Um, I deal with it more often than people think, just being, you know, just working for a, a law enforcement agency. Um, but that's probably another story and another show that we could do. But it's a slippery slope because, unfortunately, I understand that it might seem that, uh, you know, if I was in their position, us just being out there and yelling and being in the middle of the street and protesting and stuff like that, but doing it peacefully might seem like it's falling on deaf ears. Like it doesn't matter. But believe it or not, as, as much as it might seem like it doesn't go anywhere, people are hearing you. And the more often that you do that, the more people are going to hear you. But like I said, the minute you go violent, the minute you sit here and you start looting and getting aggressive, it loses. Now your message is totally lost, you know, and I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I'm not going to tell you specifically uh, when, but the other day I dealt with two different types of protests. Uh, there was a peaceful protest that was done uh, at a certain point in time in the day. And that was probably in the 70 to 100 person range. And they walked down the street peacefully. They were getting across their message. They were telling people what they felt. They were standing for something, but they were doing it peacefully. The people that were in control that were, you know, the organizers, you could tell made an effort to make sure that this didn't go violent, that this didn't turn into the wrong type of situation because they understood exactly what I'm saying. And it was a totally different atmosphere. The law enforcement officers, the law enforcement officers that were there were there actually to protect them. Instead of you seeing a scenario where we're turning towards the crowd and we have shields and riot gear and everything like that. We're back, our backs are to the crowd and we're making sure that they don't get hit by cars. We're making sure that they don't get interfered by any, any outside influences or anybody that's looking to, to turn this into something else. We were there to actually protect them. And then later on, we go to another protest and it was a completely different story. And now here you go, 
Now what ends up happening? The cops end up having to defend themselves. The riot shields end up having to come out. The more aggressive look ends up having to come out and it turns into something else. So let me ask you this question. You brought up the fact of, you know, the news and the media and listen, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. I don't see any positive or anything motivationally inspiring anybody by watching the news. I, I totally, we're on the same page. How do we, in your perspective, how do we stop the media from, you know, because it's not only the media, you know, people put things on Facebook and social media and they edit things and they put it how they want to put it and edit pictures and edit articles and they say it's an article, but it's really not. So half the time you don't know if it's true or it's not. So I can't say it's all the media, but I'm saying, how would you say that we're going to be able moving forward to be able to start stopping some of this because majority now of us are utilizing social media for businesses and for contacting and networking and all of that stuff. So how do we get to the bottom of fixing the issue of making sure, for an example, an article is real? Because somebody could have edited that and put MSNBC underneath and maybe that wasn't really them. I mean, you know, I, like there's so many stuff that I have posted and then people have told me, oh, that's fake news and I had to delete it. So what would you, would, I mean, what would your, I mean, I guess you don't, wouldn't probably know immediately what the answer is. And I don't think I don't either. But I'm just saying from your perspective, like how do you think we can start fixing some of these things? Well, you know, that's a tough situation because, <clears throat> you know, we live, we live in the land of the free and with the constitution and the bill of rights and stuff like that, there are certain things like freedom of the express, freedom of speech. And it's a tough situation because once you start going down that road of like censorship or, you know, trying, you know, you know, weeding through what's true and what's not. Um, you, once you start going down that road, you know, now you start infringing on the constitution, you start infringing on the bill of rights. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it, we ask ourselves, well, how, you know, at some point in time though, even though we don't want to start going down that road at some point in time, somebody has to be held responsible and account, excuse me, accountable for, you know, doing and having this type of media, having this type of, of fake news or, you know, um, and stuff like that, because, you know, the fake news also causes, you know, hysteria and, and problems and, and violence and everything like that. So it's one of those tough situations where, where do you draw that line? And when you do draw that line, you know, it, it, you have to be very careful because again, you have the freedom of, of press, you have the freedom of speech. You know, the thing is, is that I think that if we can somehow expose these news outlets and these social media outlets that they have a hidden agenda, which they all do, um, 
I think that then people will start to realize and then they will have no choice but to turn around and go back to how it was years ago where the media was just about reporting the truth and getting the truth right. out there. Right. Yeah, man, the difficulty is, is finding a solution, but we definitely have to find a solution to this problem. And, you know, I, I, I see the looting from a different perspective. Obviously, I'm not law enforcement, um, but I see it as, no, I do not agree with it. I think it's ridiculous. You're blowing up businesses and or doing gas stations, blowing up gas stations. And um, they're the ones that you get gas from. I mean, you know, we're trying to get our economy back up. They're the ones who give jobs to people. I don't understand that madness either. And um, I probably will never understand that. But I also think that there needs to be a lot more positive influencers and positive leaders everywhere, including law enforcement. People need to have better leadership skills. And I'm not saying you, you know, as far as, cause I know you're in tactics and you're an instructor, but I'm saying, cause you're one person, right? But everybody needs to start jumping on the bandwagon on how to become a better leader because ultimately it starts with leadership. So for holding people accountable, it starts from the top, but it's really leadership everywhere. Whoever taught that person, that individual who killed, you know, Floyd and, and everything that occurred in that situation, number one, should have never happened. But, okay, who's being accountable for what he did besides him? Who taught him? And who was the one responsible before that? And what kind of leadership are you allowing? And, and, and what are the consequences that are happening? Like, I also feel that our viewers and people out there in general, okay, need to know also that um, there are good law enforcement, but the law, law enforcement leadership is also doing something about it. And not just sitting back and, and I'm not saying, I know that, you know, they've apologized and I know that, you know, they're trying to do their best. I, I get that, but I mean, some people need to be fired. I'm, I'm just being real um, that again, if I was laying on the floor and I'm on handcuffs and somebody is kneeling me and I'm telling them that I can't breathe and you're still kneeling on me, regardless, I'm handcuffed. I'm on the floor. Leave me alone. It's done. You know, well, the, thing is, the, the, the thing is about that. The thing is about, the thing about that is that, you know, when you start going down that road, that's when, like I said, it's not just him you know, everything has to be looked at because you have to look at their policies and their procedures of that agency. That's something that we also have done um, since I've been in the training division. We've gone to other agencies and we've said, hey, you know, or we've had other agencies reach out to us um, and saying, hey, can you look at this and can you look at that? Can you review this policy, this, this use of force policy? And we've gone in and we've had to change a lot of things because there's just certain things that you just can't do. And I'm not saying that the agency had something that was illegal in there, but, or, or something that, you know, but it just didn't sit right, you know, as right. tactically wise, tactics wise, it just didn't, didn't make sense or it didn't, it, you know, it didn't sit right with it. No. Yeah. So I, our I, recommendations I, are to change it. But it. <laughs> in this situation, yeah. In this situation though, there's a million things that could have gone differently, okay? And I'm not gonna sit here and take up a whole lot of time and get into that, but the simplest thing at the end of the day is I'm not gonna Monday night quarterback why he was being taken into custody. That's, that's, 
that's something that I can't comment on because whether no matter what's out there in social media or the media, you can't rely on that. So but we Mike, don't know why he, was, he and I don't want to interrupt you, but even if he okay, even if he has a record from here to kingdom come, at the end of the day, we both can agree that George Floyd should not have died. No, a hundred percent. But that's what I that's what I was getting ready to say. A hundred percent. But without getting into why he was being arrested, once he was taken into custody, there is no point. I mean, somebody can still resist. That's the other side. People think that the cuffs go on and now he's in handcuffs, so he can't do anything. That's not reality. The reality is that there's still a threat. Is the threat less? Yes. But can somebody still resist? Yes. But like well, yeah, I said, I watched, I watched the video, okay? And there's four officers there, okay? So regardless of, of how much he's going to resist with handcuffs on, who is in control of the situation? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So well, you have four I, yeah. officers. You have four officers there on scene. One, one is on his, the bottom portion of his body. One's on the top portion of his body with his knee and his neck, okay? First of all, right there, okay, it should be in your policy that you cannot, unless it's exigent circumstances or you're in an active fight or whatever, and your knee just happens to be on somebody's neck, that's a different story. But if you're just sitting here holding somebody down, it has to say in your policy that your knee cannot be on somebody's spine or somebody's neck or something like that. Yeah, the I minute agree. that they took him into custody, they should have got him up, sat him up, patted him down, searched him, make sure he didn't have any uh, deadly weapons on him, and then put him in the car. I now, agree. I say that there's some statements coming out that said that they tried to put him in the car several times and he didn't let them. Listen, there's four guys on scene. I'm pretty sure that you can get him in the car. Exactly. 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 So that's, and that's just simple stuff. That's not even getting into, like I said, a million different avenues that you could have taken to, 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 to neutralize this situation. Well, Mike, they should have you running the tactics department. Okay. Because uh, they need good leadership because all of this again, and, and I, and I keep, reiterating it, but it's so true. Um, it starts with the leaders. And like you just said, and you're absolutely right. And I'm so happy to hear a police officer say that, you know, that, that number one, it should have never happened. But number two, there's four officers there and there's people filming. Okay. Even if he got up resisted, you mean to tell me that there's not, there's four of you. Really? So I'm, I'm completely in agreement with you. Um, we definitely are going to keep on with this subject. Um, next Monday, I'm going to have you on again, because I definitely feel like we need to continue this on, especially what's going to be happening uh, on the news. I would love to bring you back if you would come back. Um, I have one last question that, you know, I really, I really want to know from you and, you know, strictly from the heart, which I know you are, um, if you could give a message to all groups out there right now. Um, what would be your biggest message? Um, the biggest message is, is that, listen, we're all people. 
and we need to we need to stop looking at each other like you know like the have nots are looking at the haves there is way less racism in this world than there was years ago and this constant battle that we're in a lot of times has nothing to do with race but people on both sides are pushing that issue all the time and if i had one message if i had a message to give people would be let's just stop let's stop there's a very small percentage of things. Does racism exist in this world? Absolutely. But it's not as prominent as the media or social media is making it seem. And what people don't realize is that the more you push that agenda, the more of a divide that we have between us. Such a powerful message, man. Let's stop. Let's just freaking stop. Amazing message. I, I think it's incredible. I can't wait for our viewers to hear what we have next week. I thank you so much, Mike, for having the courage to come on the show and just give the realness, even with being a cop, admitting to the fact that what happened to George Floyd was wrong. I don't, and, and, and it's amazing to have someone on the other side recognize that um, it's leadership, it's whoever was above them and that it does just need to stop. We all bleed the same, love that song. And it's so true. We need to become more united and stop trying to one up the other because at the end of the day, we're all individuals and we all were created for something unique that some somebody else can't take away from you because it's uniquely yours so thank you so much mike uh again for everything thank you for being on the show i can't wait to have you on next monday thank you again man and um god bless everyone this was talk time with elga i can't wait tune in for next week to more hot topics